This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. And it is official. Barbie is a smash hit. Movie made $155 million in North America at the box office on the weekend. Making it the biggest opening for a female director ever. What makes the movie so great? Why did people flock to theaters? Let's find out with Chelsea from our promotions department. She joins us. Hey, Chelsea. Hi, Barbie. (laughs) Did you love the movie, Chelsea? Guys, it is so good. It's so good. It really is. Okay, you know how excited you were for like Avengers and Endgame? Yes. It's like Endgame for women. (laughs) you've been hearing that the script floated around hollywood and people were like i would stake my career on this barbie movie i still don't understand i've seen reviews i've watched the trailers i've seen clips i still don't understand what makes the movie so good well i think when it's like an event it's not like just a movie like a movie you just roll in your sweatpants Barbie movie, you have to wear pink. Everyone in the theater's wearing pink. We're all high-fiving, calling each other Barbie, having a great time. It's just like a theater full of love. It's a great time. And the movie itself, like, I wouldn't say it's a chick flick. I think it's a comedy for everyone. It is so funny. Like, I never thought Ryan Gosling was a funny guy, but he's hilarious. And you can't forget this movie is stacked with celebrities. There's also Will Ferrell and, like, you know, the, the Nutcracker or whatever he was in in the winter was a bit of a dub. It wasn't great. But Will Ferrell is, like, back at his peak in Barbie. It's great. He's hilarious. I, I think Ryan Gosling, underrated funny. Like, he is a, he's a good actor, I think. Everybody can can acknowledge that. But I, he's funny in The Other Guys. Was that the movie with yes. him and Russell Crowe? That is he's a great movie. He's been funny in a few movies. He's got the comedy touch, I think. He's got a, a sneaky, uh, comedic talent. It's great. And, like, Margaret Robbie, of course, flawless as Barbie. So, so good. Margaret Kate McKinnon, Rob- also very funny. It's just Margot, right? Yeah. So good. <laughs> <laughs> Is it a musical? Because I know Slash and Wolfgang Van Halen play on a, a track with Ryan Gosling singing, the Ken song in the movie. Okay, it's not a musical. There's only one musical number. And is that Ken's musical number? Yes, and it's it's really, really good, too. Okay. So what would you give it out of 10 there, Chels? Oh, God, it's an 11. It's an 11 Whoa! out of 10, too. You broke For the scale. Sure. And I had friends that did, like, the Oppenheimer and, booby, uh, and Barbie thing all in one thing. <laughs> Not what is the Oppenheimer booby thing? <laughs> Tell us more. <laughs> That's a different movie. Um, but they said definitely start with Oppenheimer and end with Barbie. Do not... Because, you know, Oppenheimer is a bit heavy. You want to start yeah. with Barbie. Yeah, yeah. You want to leave with a smile on your face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Are you going to go see Oppenheimer? I think so, because, like, my husband was so excited. He went to see it. He loved it. He came home, told me all about it, just like how I did the Barbie movie with him. So I think I'm going to make him see Barbie, and he's going to make me see Oppenheimer. I was at a, a Tim Hortons on the weekend, and there was a bunch of young guys there talking about Oppenheimer, and one of the kids, I overheard him say, it's the best movie he's ever seen. Hmm. And sometimes you go see a historical drama, 
and it drags on. It can be a, a bit of a chore getting through them, but this Oppenheimer seems fantastic as well. It made $80.5 million at the weekend, good. which is pretty good, but it's no Barbie. Yeah, I can't wait till we all dress in gray and show up to the Oppenheimer <laughs> premiere, high-fiving. No-fiving. No-fiving. All, we all frown across the room to each other. So- Very sullen. Yeah. Sullen nods yeah, only yeah. at the Oppenheimer mm-hmm. movie. It's an event. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Jim, looks like you got some sun while you were off last week. I'm surprised you weren't wearing your face kini. <laughs> Debating. <laughs> global, Looks so cool. Global news story here. Face kini trend taking off in China amid record-breaking extreme heat. What is a face kini? It's a mask that you wear over your entire head that has holes cut for the eyes, mm-hmm. the mouth, and the nostrils. It basically looks like a balaclava. Yeah. That you wear to the beach. It looks like, I mean, that's what I first thought, but then you, I saw a few more. It kind of looks more like a Mexican, like, luchador wrestling mask. Because yes. a lot of them have, like, fun designs on them, too. And it's that tight to your face, and they have the exaggerated, like, eyebrows on some of them. It kind of looks scary. I thought gimp mask initially. <laughs> Get the gimp. Pulp Fiction, right? Totally, yeah. If this thing is, I'm looking at the picture with the article here. It's got uh, a woman. She's in the water swimming with an inner tube, and she's got her goggles on, her face keeny, and it's like a, a bright purple color, so it is very summery mm-hmm. and festive. But if you if you got a black face keeny... Yeah, with a tight, full-body black bathing suit. And a zipper over the mouth. (laughs) Yeah. Huh, like, I don't know. I don't see it catching on. I know know in China, fair skin is a very big deal. Often while you'll see, like, rich people in China have the parasols, they'll be constantly Mm -hmm. using an umbrella in the sun. So I think it's a different vibe over there. I don't I don't feel like we're going to see it. Well, but. it's to protect from skin cancer, ultraviolet UV radiation exposure is the reason that these face keenies have taken off. Um it, I I'll never say never on this. Could this become a trend in North America? I didn't think people wearing uh, medical masks over their face would ever become big in this part of the world. It used to be something that you'd see a lot in countries in Asia, mm-hmm. other places on the other side of the uh, the ocean, yeah. but now it's not an uncommon thing. So maybe you'll be going to Turkey Point someday or to Grand Bend, and you'll be seeing people wearing face keenies in the water there. It will be startling. The first time you see it, like when you're not used to it. <laughs> Especially if you don't see them go into the water. Yeah. You just, you're sitting there and you see someone someone's head. Yes. And if it's come green, out of the water wearing a face keeny, it's gonna like the creature look like the creature from the Blue Lagoon, like a bad 1950s uh, Hollywood like sea creature costume. <laughs> yeah, maybe don't get it in green yeah. until people are completely used to seeing face keenies around. There you go. <laughs> Get yours now. Be be, be I, a trendsetter. I want to see you get a face keeny that looks that's the exact same skin tone as your skin tone. So it's almost like it looks the exact same as your face. Get you, your face printed yes. on a face keeny. Some people did that with the 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 masks exactly. during the pandemic, right? And they look terrifying. Yeah, they always yeah. look just off. But you'll have no scalp burns in the entire summer. <laughs>
The next big thing, face keenies at the beach. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Jim, I know you and Sarah, your your wife, big fans of dating reality television. Sure. You love your Bachelor, Bachelorette shows, Bachelor Island. And we were talking about how they're doing the Golden Bachelor featuring senior citizens dating. Well, they have chosen the Golden Bachelor. This guy's name is Jerry Turner, 71-year-old retired restaurateur who lives on a lake in Indiana. He has two daughters and two granddaughters, and he is going to be trying to find love among a group of women 65 and older. boy. Pull up a picture of Jerry Turner. There we go. Is it called the Golden Bachelor because of his spray tan? <laughs> I love gold. You know those like old older celebs. Once they get they turn like seventy, they get that spray tan. Like if you're a singer or something like that. I think sometimes it's an actual tan. They they've lived so long. They're like, well, if I get skin cancer now, whatever. Yeah, is that going to take me out? Probably not. <laughs> This guy looks like he could be in his late 40s, early 50s. Though. Sure. Jerry's keeping it tight. I'd say, yeah, he's, he's looking good. He looks like that guy on the Viagra commercial playing tennis. You know what I mean? Like, old enough, but young at heart. Great head of hair. Totally, totally. 71 years old. Look at that. Looks real, too. Yeah. I'll give him that. What'd we, you say? We don't know if it is real, but it looks yeah, real. No, that that's half the battle, right? You say he's a rest, a retired restaurateur? Yes. So he's rich, yeah. Got to think he's got money. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Now, what do the ladies look like here? They ha- have they announced have they released the those? No. Yeah, because I'm sure I there's some stunners they, uh, there too. I don't think they've released some real Sophia Lorenz. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, that would be something. I think I'm going to watch it. Let's bring back Batch It Crazy for this. I will. I promise you, Taz, I will watch The Golden Bachelor and give you guys some updates about what's going on. I'm in. I, I just want to know how late the dates go. <laughs> <laughs> Dinner starts at 4 p.m. Well, we, uh, we had a nice uh, two-for-one special there at the Crab Shack and then <laughs> watched Wheel of Fortune yep. and Jeopardy and called her a night. We considered five-pin bowling, but it was just it was too much. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. At the box office, worldwide, they're saying $337 million for the Barbie movie on opening weekend. Oppenheimer, $174.2 million around the world. Pretty, Pretty good. good, too, yeah. Barbenheimer. It was quite the trend. Biggest box office weekend probably we'll see this summer. And a lot of people were going to see both movies back to back. Now they're saying the next Barbenheimer is going to be Saw Patrol. (laughs) September 29th, you've got Saw 10 opening. The same day as Paw Patrol, the Mighty Movie. Yeah, I just don't see the same audience watching those back-to-back, unfortunately. Maybe the parents? (laughs) I'd be a little worried if the Saw audience trickled into the Paw Patrol movie without their kids. Yeah. Especially. (laughs) I tried to watch a a double feature. I went to the drive-in on Sunday. Okay. So it was Mission Impossible, the new Mission Impossible. Loved it. And the new Transformers. I thought the new Mission Impossible was fine. But again, for the third time in the one year, I've been burned by a movie I didn't know was uh, the first part. It says part one on the poster. It says part no. one in the, cr- in the opening credits. In the opening credits. I was already there. 
I was already paid for the ticket, it's and been I didn't called see a poster. Dead Reckoning Part One. I have not seen that anywhere. I have not. We seen... discussed it on the show. I nope, still doesn't count. I did not. I was not mentally prepared. So so far, the new Spider-Man across the Spider Verse, Fast Ten, and Mission Impossible are all Part Ones. Just so you know, cliffhangers. All of them end on a cliffhanger, and none of them are resolved. Yeah. Did you like? But you liked the movie. It was okay. The stunts it, are good. It's almost a parody of itself. Yeah. Now it's uh, the plot. Who cares? It's how can you get from one stunt to another? Yeah, and I will say, uh, I think watching. Speaking of Spider Man, I already knew this was a, a film trick, but watching the first Spider Man animated movie that came out, uh, whatever it's called, Into the Spider Verse, when they talk about chasing the quote goober around for the entire movie, where every movie has like that one thing, whether yeah. it's a briefcase or a person or whatever you're looking for, that's exactly what Mission Impossible was. That's they what every Mission Impossible movie yeah. is. And, you know, it just kind of, it was fine. The stunts were cool, but it, the plot wasn't that interesting to me. But I was at the, I was ready to watch the second one. We were all pumped. Transformers. Transformers was coming up second. Beast Wars. What Beast is it? War, Beast something. I don't know. They all, it's Rise like, of the Beast? Yeah, instead of transforming into like a transport truck, they transform into animals. Our car battery died right after Mission Impossible <laughs> ended. And I was like, uh-oh, this isn't, what are we going to do? So I went into the booth. And and ho- I was hoping they had a truck there that that would boost it, but I went up to the counter and they said, ah, "You're the third person tonight whose batteries died." <laughs> so they have a little mobile unit that comes in right. and they charge it right away. It took two seconds, but I felt like at first I felt like an idiot, but then I realized I was in good company. Three other people. You know, also you're had supposed to died. start your car periodically at the drive-in. Well, the person beside us did. And I thought, why? And then I realized after. Because, but their lights were on. They got chastised because they turned it on and didn't turn their lights yeah, off. Some yeah, some cars you can't turn the yeah. You got the running lights going no matter what. Yeah. Anyway, just a reminder. Batteries keep, die. Yeah, keep it running all the way until the previews are done. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Do you like hot food? Well, check this out. There's a Thai restaurant in California called Coup de Thai. And a woman is suing the restaurant because they say the food was so spicy that it permanently damaged her throat. She ordered the Dragon Balls as an appetizer. Uh-oh. <laughs> and says they are so spicy that she, quote, suffered chemical burns to her vocal cords, esophagus, and inside her right nostril. Oh, that's never good when you... When you do the inhale and you're eating something spicy and you feel it go up into your nose. Oh, no. That's instant eye water for sure, if not more. (laughs) The dish was marked as spicy, but she says she asked the server to make it less spicy. I think you're going to the wrong place, if that's your move. Huh. Permanent injuries that will forever be damaged. I don't know. I'm I'm skeptical of her claims, but I don't know, man. I, some of these foods are pretty spicy. Like some of the spice is like chemically, oh, yeah. bur- like it feels like it burns. We've done the the hot wing eating challenge before, where they were hot. Like it's no longer enjoyable. You eat you eat ten wings and they increasingly get worse, like hot ones on yeah, YouTube, yeah. right? And by the time we got to that final wing, it was like we were maced or pepper sprayed in the throat. Yeah, yeah. It took, you know, 15 minutes to fully recover there from it. There was no flavor. It was just instant regret and pain. No. I, I've never had Dragon Balls. <laughs> Great anime. <laughs> awesome. Dragon Balls. <laughs> I, I do not try the Dragon Ball Z. That's next level. <laughs> 
But uh, yeah, I, I didn't realize you could do permanent damage. Or can you? Is this, is to this your a wild throat. claim? I don't know. There's a poison control physician who's weighed in, says that chilies can irritate the mouth and throat, cause nausea and heartburn, but they are not associated with permanent tissue damage. Hmm, yeah. Let me guess. She's Irish. Because that's... I know me and my family. <laughs> you can't handle the Thai food We're that not, well? No. Now, people are still winning lawsuits like this, though. Look at this. A young girl awarded $800,000 U.S. after getting burnt by a chicken McNugget at McDonald's. It fell on her lap. It fell into her car seat, yeah. yeah. As her mom passed it back to her, fell into the car seat and was lodged against her in her leg. Uh, burnt her, second-degree burns. She's got a scar on her leg. She now calls her Nugget. <laughs> She's fixated on having it removed. And a uh, jury just decided she's getting $400,000 from the franchisee and $400,000 from McDonald's USA. Wow. That's a good payout. I would keep that scar and I'd be bragging about it all the time. Get a tattoo. This one got me 400 grand, <laughs> baby. 800 grand total. That's over a million Canadian. Yeah, yeah. For getting burnt by a McNugget. Hmm. I wouldn't do it to my kids, but I'd take a McNugget burn for a million dollars. Okay, I'll hold it against you. <laughs> I'll let a McNugget brand yeah. me for a cool schmill. Totally. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Hey, we got some good news here. Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox are back together. Uh, they had broken up for a little while huh. there, Jim. But they're back together, and they decided to go to the fair last week. They went to the Orange County Fair. As they were getting off a ride, some guy who was waiting to get on the ride in line there yelled at Megan Fox, you're as beautiful as F. A compliment, a crude compliment. Crude compliment. uh, Machine Gun Kelly was more focused on the crude side of things. Went over, pushed the guy. The guy swung back, tried to punch Machine Gun Kelly. Uh, the security broke it up, but not before Megan Fox kind of got thrown into the railing on the side of the, uh, the ride there. So was it worth it? Probably not. <laughs> For all involved. It's, yeah. it's one thing if Machine Gun Kelly has a, a girlfriend who is not a celebrity. Then you don't really expect people to yell stuff like that out. But Megan Fox... Being beautiful is kind of her thing. Yeah, it, it shouldn't is. come as a surprise that people find Megan Fox beautiful to Machine Gun Kelly. It is a compliment. It's just weird. It's aggressive. And if somebody cat called your wife and blatantly in front of you, you have to kind of do something. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like you can't. I wouldn't push a guy, but you can't really just be like, oh. Uh, I guess you could. I, I, you know, cooler heads prevail, but you, you got to feel like a little emasculated if you don't stand up for your wife a little bit in that situation. You think that's a line crosser, though? Beautiful as F. What if somebody just said your wife is beautiful? Is that I'd okay? I'd say, what's it to you, pal? Mind what your if own your wife business. was Megan Fox or I'd... Cindy Crawford or, you know, someone who is notoriously known for being beautiful, someone who's built a career off being beautiful? Yeah, I don't know. It just depends how I'd have to hear how it was said. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? I don't. It just depends if 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 how I would take it. If it seemed like aggressive, 
then I would not be happy. But if it was like, hey, you're you're beautiful as F. <laughs> I'd say, you know what? She is. <laughs> Thank you, yeah. sir. And she's all mine. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Taz and Jim, our sports guy, Devin Peacock, has the week off. So we're covering sports. Women's World Cup of Soccer is underway, Jim. Yes, yes. And the Canadian team... Uh, Looking pretty good. They've played one game so far on last Thursday. They played Nigeria. Game was a draw, 0-0, no score. Uh, But they play on Wednesday against uh, the Republic of Ireland at 8 a.m. So the games are early again. It's over in Australia and New Zealand um, this year. It is nice. So that also means early beers at the bars. That law has been passed in Ontario, so there you go. Either uh, women's soccer fans or people who like beer at 8 a.m. Yeah, for us there all. you go. You can go to the bar and, and pretend you love soccer if you've got a <laughs> drinking problem. Way sure. to go. <laughs> we, we did it, folks. Canada versus Ireland. Who's favored in that match? Uh, where what are the betting odds? I don't know. Oh, Canada is. They're up. They're the win probability sixty percent for Canada to win. Draw twenty four percent. Republic of Ireland only sixteen percent chance of winning statistically. And who will you be cheering for as someone with a rich tapestry of Irish heritage, but born and raised in Canada? Yeah, yeah. Canada all the way, baby. Not tough at all. Canada all the way. Yeah, I try, I try to tell my wife's family the same thing. Yeah? They're from Ukraine. It's different, though, because they're born in Ukraine. So if you're born somewhere and you move here, you can still cheer for your home country, uh, your original country yeah. above your home country? You have to be a dual citizen. Now, I'm going to judge, <laughs> but it's not as bad. Like the guy who's like a fourth generation Italian, Canadian, who like pretends who, he's who Italian. Who chooses Italy yeah. over Canada. Now, Italy... It's a great soccer team in that situation, so I don't blame you. If you if yeah. you want if you want the best odds, you know, you cheer for which, whichever country is better. Yeah, <laughs> but you got to cheer for Canada. I mean, yeah. you're here. We're we're opening the bars early for you. Cut us some slack. Well, it's a bonus if you do have lineage that goes back to another country. You've definitely got at least a backup team to cheer for, for right? For sure, for sure. But the number one odds to win favorite right now is the women's U.S. team. The, if they do win it, it'll be a three-peat, which will be the first ever three-peat in women's uh, soccer history. It may, I don't even know if that's been done in the men's. I should double-check. But they're favored to win. Spain and uh, Germany are the uh, tied in second. Wouldn't it be great if Canada took out the U.S. Oh. in women's soccer? You never know. It would be huge. It'd be amazing. We've seen it in hockey many times. Mm-hmm. Let's go Canada. Wednesday versus Ireland. Women's World Cup going on. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. We want to say congratulations to American golfer, winner of the British Open, Brian Harmon. He won $3 million, the largest winner's check in the history of the British Open over the weekend. He's now made over $30 million over his career. Nice. Not bad. Uh, he, he, he won, but a lot of people thought that uh, another golfer was going to win because of something that happened on Thursday at the British Open last week. Listen to this. I think just right of the flag would be a very good shot. I don't know. I wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> okay, folks. Uh, we yeah. apologize for that. A bird just dropped something on Victor Hovland. <laughs> Hold on, that's good luck. 
Victor Hovland got uh, like very visibly pooped on yeah. by a bird. Somebody thought they, the bird dropped something. That's a generous interpretation, but uh, he got crapped on by a bird, which is uh, uh, apparently good luck. I never understood that. People say if you get pooped on by a bird, it's good luck. It's just to stop your kid from crying when it happens. Okay. That makes you can't sense. say, oh, suck it up, buttercup. <laughs> it's like when it rains on your wedding day. You have to say, it's good luck, not, oh, what a terrible disaster. Have you been pooped on by birds, Jim? Uh, oh, I must have been. Yeah, must I, have been. I got one in the schoolyard when I was a kid, and I didn't really understand what had happened. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I didn't immediately clean it up, and the teacher pointed it out when I got back into class after recess. Like, what is that on your arm? I was like, I don't know. It White just, rain? It just <laughs> appeared there. <laughs> well, well, you're in for some oh good boy. Luck. Oh, boy. <laughs> this is the Taz and Jim Podcast. I wouldn't mind winning the lottery, Jim, so I could buy a new vehicle. Oh, yeah? Don't tell me. Yeah, Mike, it's still running. It's okay. just slowly falling apart. Where's your car? Rotting in my laneway. Is it done? It's done. It's done. Ski. I got to clean everything out of it and then uh, drop it off at the, or get it picked up and dropped off to the scrapyard, I think. Well, congratulations because a lot of people say the best, financially, the best thing to do is drive your car till the wheels basically fall off. Mm-hmm. And the wheel, the left rear wheel, <laughs> it's falling it off. It basically fell off. <laughs> I was thinking last week, and obviously, we're not actually going to do this. But I thought just with the timing of your car, uh, going and my car going kind of around the same time. Maybe we should just stage a head-on collision for the insurance money. Interesting. And then, because, but we would, at what point it's one of our faults, though? No, I think I mean? it's okay. <laughs> it doesn't matter who has no. There's no, there's no fault anymore, bud. You're you're fine. You get in an accident. Your insurance company has to cover it. Okay. Unless it's insurance fraud, which I think this would qualify as. I think as. it might be. See, I was hoping when the when the hail was falling on Thursday. I know, same I here. was like, please, baseball-size hail. Yeah. I was thinking about chucking a few baseballs at my car and just saying that happened. The hail destroyed it. Yeah. Uh, I, I'd be concerned with uh, getting hit in the face with an airbag. I've never experienced that. Have you ever have you ever been Yeah. Have oh, you been so in a vehicle you, where the airbags gone off? I've, I've never been in an accident in my life. I've never been in a, pa- in a passenger. I've never been in an accident. But you want us to be in the vehicles and go head on. I was just figuring we'd well, roll we'd them down a hill. To, we'd have to do something. <laughs> yeah, was, you got to make wanna, it believable, true, right? True, yeah. Okay. And again, we're not going to do this. No, but if we did, <laughs> if we do, if we happen to get in an accident today with each other, no one's going to believe no us. No one's going to believe us now. <laughs> I shouldn't have said anything. And we park <laughs> next to each other every morning. It's bound to happen. Yeah, you I'm know? surprised it hasn't happened mm-hmm. already. Maybe it will this week. Uh, how hard does uh, an airbag hit you in the face? Let us know if you've ever experienced that. I've heard it some, sometimes it can be worse than the accident itself. Like if you just get in a fender bender, that thing comes out at you 100 miles an hour because it's an instant, yeah. faster than the car. You're fa- it, the airbag has to move faster than your face would if you came to a complete stop. That's how fast an airbag moves. And I wear glasses as well. Uh-oh. Those things could just get embedded into my face, right? Yeah, yeah. Plus, I've seen those videos. Oh, God. One of the things I wish I never clicked on, but uh, it showed... 
what happens when you're resting your feet on the dashboard? Oh yeah, and yeah. you get in an accident and the airbag flies out. That's it no folds good. you. It folds you backwards. And I wish I didn't see that image. My only uh, experience with seeing an airbag discharge is in uh, the movie Neighbors with Seth Rogen when they put the airbag in the guy's office chair and, yeah, he was, and it shoots him through the roof. That looks like fun. That looks like that looks painful too, and that's just you sitting on it. Now imagine yeah. your face getting hit by it. Now, this idea is not getting better as we <laughs> as we flesh it out here. Uh-huh. We are officially canceling our plan to drive our crappy cars into each other, Jim, to write them off for the insurance money. Uh, one, illegal. Yep. yep. <laughs> Fraud. Two, we have uh, done something stupid here and, and expressed our plan uh, across the airwaves. So that's pretty good evidence in court mm-hmm. <laughs> if, mm-hmm. uh, if we do get caught. Um, but three, it doesn't sound like fun to be in a vehicle that crashes. Uh, we were wondering if anyone's been hit by an airbag, and Jay is on the line. You've experienced that, Jay? Yes, sir, I did, and it was uh, it was hot, and the powder was all in my eyes, not all in my eyes, and it was, yeah, like being made, and being burned on the same stroke. So, yeah. I've heard the powder before, but I haven't heard the, the burn. Is it from the gas that fills up the airbag itself or something, or what? I'm, I'm I'm not sure what it is. I mean, it didn't burn me, but it was it was hot, right? So, not an enjoyable experience. No, sir, it was not. I, uh, it was my fault. I rear-ended a, uh, another car. I wasn't fully paying attention, but they turned fast, left in front of me, like they wanted to turn left and stop really sudden. So, but obviously, still my fault. I rear-ended her, right? Yeah. Or that person. So, and as unpleasant but, as that airbag in the face is. It's got to be better than a steering wheel in the face. Well, yeah, for sure, for sure, yeah. I feel like that scene in Dumb and Dumber made me think that airbags were a lot like more balloony and fun. You know when he gets in that fender bender and it comes out and he's like playing with it and he bites it open? Yeah. It it turns out it's like a sack, like a very hard burlap sack that punches you in the face. Yeah, like I said, yeah, when it it came out, it was was hot and that powder just... Wow, yes. Jay, we're glad you survived. Great on. Thank you very much. You guys have a great day, man. You too. You know what I like about that call, Jim? What's that? The accountability. Yeah. Jay said, it was my fault. I I wasn't paying attention. He almost tried to say it wasn't. Well, she didn't cut in front of me to take a laugh. (laughs) She pretty much stopped short. But But ultimately, he said, hey, it was my fault. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm I'm the reason I got hit in the face with a hot powdered bag. <laughs> what? This is the Taz and Jim podcast. Twitter, maybe no more. And this is according to a guy who should know, Elon Musk, tweeting on the weekend, or should I say Xing on the weekend, that he's going to change the name of Twitter to X. Not a good move. Twitter is probably one of the most recognizable brands on the planet. Yeah. I mean, the the logo alone, that blue tiny bird is one of the most recognizable. There's like Apple, the, like the Apple logo, and Twitter are like the two most common. The McDonald's arches yes, maybe the McDonald's, would be yeah, up for there. Sure. <laughs> so he says he's getting rid of Twitter. Soon we shall bid adieu to the Twitter brand and gradually all the birds. 
he said. He also posted a video. It's a stylized X that kind of appears on screen in a flash. Not, not a great X either. You know what I mean? Like you have billions of dollars to make a logo, and I'm not impressed. Not impressed with the X. That's what Elon calls his kid, right? X? X-818-4000, yeah. who knows? Yeah. The first 900 uh, numbers of pi. Isn't that the kid's <laughs> yeah. name? <laughs> it's X-3.14. But, then but also, they call him X. Yeah, yeah. For sure, yeah. But then he's got SpaceX. It's like he's trying to conglomerate all of his entities into one giant conglomeration. Tesla. Tesla. <laughs> got the Tesla cars. Yeah, right? yeah. X-Pal. Instead of <laughs> PayPal, hmm. I don't know. I this. I know. I know. Threads uh, was like kind of knocking at the door. Oh, is it going to take over Twitter? But it's not doing that well. So if only if Elon just didn't do anything, you know what I mean? And don't didn't, react. Don't rock the boat. You'd probably be better off. Yeah, the the people signing. I mean, as expected. Initially, there was. Uh, Tons of people signing up for the threads, but that number has declined, and the engagement on threads is not great. I think it's like people will check threads for a minute a day, whereas Twitter, if they log on to Twitter, they're on there for 30 minutes. Yeah. So that's still a huge advantage for Twitter. I don't, is it panic mode time? I, I don't think so. I don't know where the logic in dropping the bird and bringing in the X comes from. I, th- I think it's just to streamline all of his companies. I, that's the only thing that semi makes sense. Well, you mentioned the logo. How many signs, business cards, uh, websites have that little bird logo on it, you know, with the Twitter handle. Sure. You want to direct people. Free advertising. Vehicles, you know, people will put it on their vehicle. Hey, join, look for us on Twitter with the little Twitter bird. So everyone's going to have to get rid of those. And just put an X. Put an X on there. And what is that? Yeah, it's it's truly like you're erasing what is in it. What like an, it's an iconic image, and, it, and it, that's all you need. It's recognizable from afar. Everybody knows what it means. To get rid of it is a huge mistake. It's looking more and more like Elon Musk is looking for a, a forty-four billion dollar tax write-off here. <laughs>